a mentor-mentee relationship should not take a lot of work or anxiety. If you're struggling with how to keep it alive, it may be time to move on. Welcome to Hardly Working, a podcast about how we can improve work, life, and everything in between. These are recordings from live conversations on Fishbowl, a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can join us live next time on the Fishbowl app. We have events every day. Okay, let's do this. All right, thank you. So welcome, everyone. We're going to just chat for a few minutes. I want to introduce myself. I'm Teresa Rand, uh, founder and owner of the Boss Lady Podcast, along with my co-host, Al Smith. Al, you want to introduce yourself? That's it, Al Smith here. I'm a serial entrepreneur with all kinds of, run all kinds of small business over the years and big into podcasting. Teresa and I do this podcast together and help a lot of other small businesses with their marketing and run several events in my local area. So we're both uh, busy beavers, as they say. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, left corporate America as a CEO about three years ago and started the Boss Lady Community, and then, which is a women's um, membership organization, if you will. And then during the pandemic, I'd been talking about starting a podcast, and Al's a longtime family friend and former radio host, so he was like, let's do it. So we did. We're a year old now, Al. We're still talking, still meeting. I was just going to say before we get real started, just what we'll get people coming and just maybe share because you've kind of made a step that's, uh, you know, from corporate, the corporate world where you were for 30 years to now being somewhat of a solo proprietor. And and did you have any mentors in that in that move from from because you were the big, you know, CEO boss, more people looking up to you than you looking up to others, I would assume. So how, can you think of anybody or anybody that's helped you make that move to to this change? Absolutely. I remember when I decided I was ready to leave and go out on my own, that I absolutely I had about a list of probably 10 people, Al, you being one of those that I just reached out and silently said, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And I would consider all of those people throughout the years of my career had been mentors of mine that because um, when you're about to embark, especially if you're leaving a job and you haven't made a public announcement yet, you have to depend on the person that you're talking to, to be able to give you advice and not not tell your story until you're ready to tell it. So I was very fortunate in having a list of, of mentors that I reached out. Um, and then, as you know, I also hired a, a professional coach to help me design my consulting firm. But it really was those people that already knew that I already knew, liked and trusted. I don't know if they gave me what I needed or they just gave me the trust and the support that I needed and was looking for to embark on my own. So you you purposely seek people got their opinion or what their thoughts were and you match that up with what you're trying to do right of course where you wanted to go Um, yeah and as we go through tonight and you know the title of this was six tips to find the perfect mentor the first one is and i used an acronym with the word mentor and the first one is methodical so to your point al i was very methodical about who i talked to who i took advice from who i just wanted to to 
let them listen to what I was thinking and sometimes not even offer advice, but just to hear me give my thoughts out loud. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think methodical is a great word. If you just approach everyone in your life with the, hey, this is what I'm going to do. What do you think? You're going to get a, a variety of answers. And a lot of them, they might know you in a certain way or have you a way they want to see you. Right. I don't, I don't know that you always get the aren't methodical in that. That's one way I, I couldn't do more harm than good or maybe mess with your psyche a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah. Because there's a fine line between going to someone for advice versus going to someone that's a mentor that will listen. And, and I always like to say that will ask questions because a lot of times we know in our gut what we want to do or what we need. We just don't know what questions to ask ourselves. And when somebody asks us those, it gives us food for thought and the ability to pause and just talk right off the top of your head to someone that you trust. You know, you're not going to keep the same mentor for life. I don't think you can, but more often than not, your mentors can change and they should change. You know, what about you, Al? I'm sure you've had mentors throughout your career. Yeah, it was funny when you said that about they change and they absolutely change. Sometimes they change in your life, like they change from your mentor to your friend. For me, I've always seeked out one people that I was attracted to in the sense of uh, who'd been down the path I was looking to go and who did it the way I thought was the right way. Right. Not, not who was the had the fanciest car or the biggest house, you know, rarely did that matter to me. It was more about just seeing how they interacted with people and the success that they had. I mean, and the fact, you know, you can tell when someone's respected by their peers. So that was always important to me is, you know, finding people who had a good energy about, it. I don't know if, it's a, I don't know if that's so much of a method as it is, you know what I mean? Just somebody has an energy about them and, and you're attracted to the way they do things. You know, that, that's something. Don't, don't ever discount that or just look at their stat sheet. Right, exactly. And you have to have rapport with them. You know, when you um, engage, which is our separate second tip, you know, be methodical and then engage with the person. You know, you don't necessarily call somebody and say, hey, I want you to be my mentor. Will you meet with me? You might just call somebody and say, I'd like to pick your brain or I'd like to have a conversation or share something. And then you engage with them and you ask questions. It's almost like you're interviewing them. Because they may say or do something during that conversation that you decide you don't want that person to be your mentor. And on the other hand, you always have to be prepared. You know, you may meet people when you're not even thinking about a mentor and just always in the back of your mind when you're meeting and networking and talking to people, whether in your industry or other industries, most of my mentors have not been in my own industry. So you just have to engage with them and figure out if it's a good fit for you and for them. Yeah, and I think to add to that, I think that, well, I know, I don't think I know that most people that you walk this earth with want to help. Right. Want to help others do better and feel, and, and they get something from it too, right? It's not like it's just you asking them and they don't get anything. People enjoy Absolutely. helping others. Now, the last fishbowl, we did talk and there were some questions about it can get a little dicey if it's somebody you're in the next cubicle to you or whose job you have that, that you might want or, you know, it might get political in that sense. So that, I right. think to your point of not always getting somebody that's in the same field and maybe certainly not somebody, I'm not saying not in your same company, but that can, I think that's 
one you got to be a little careful with. But yeah, you do have to be careful. Want to be engaged. Yeah. And if you're just joining us, I'm Teresa Rand, the founder and co-host of the Boss Lady podcast with Al Smith is my co-host. And we're here tonight talking about six tips for finding the perfect mentor. We want to encourage you that you're not here just to listen to Al and I talk. We think we have words of wisdom to share, (laughs) but we want to share what you want to hear. So if you have questions, feel free to um direct message us or just raise your hand and we'll call on you because we want to give you the information that you want as a po- as opposed to just a lecture. So we are going through, you know, six tips that we have for finding a mentor. And uh, we use the word finding the perfect mentor and maybe perfect might not be the best word there, but we started talking about being very methodical, knowing what you want, be choosy with who you pick, and then engage with people. Engage with people to begin with, with the thought in the back of your mind that they may or may not be a good mentor for you. It's almost like a job interview to see if it's a good fit. So please feel free to jump in at any time that you have a specific question or even a comment. Talk about you know, when you've had a perfect mentor or maybe the other side of that coin when you haven't and some things you've learned and what to look out for. We want this to be a back and forth. So we, we encourage your engagement, as we say, right? And the next one up, Teresa, is what needs? Needs. Knowing what you need, know specifically what you need. You ask someone to meet with you or you want to chat with them about their advice or their guidance. You know, don't go in haphazardly. Write down what it is you're searching for. What are the questions you want to ask? What are the thoughts you want to share? Because most often, as Al said earlier, your mentor is usually going to be someone maybe older that's been down the road a few times and you don't want to waste their time. Uh, I think we're all looking for mentors that have been successful. (laughs) Uh, I hope you are, you know, that people that you feel that you can learn from. So the last thing you want to do is waste someone's time. So be prepared and know what your need you need and what you're asking for, even though it may change in the middle of the conversation. You know, I know often when I've met with mentors, I actually literally just heard from one right before I jumped on this call tonight who, as you said earlier, Al, he started out as my mentor and has become a family friend, but he's somebody that I value his advice. But when I go to him, I know that I have to have my ducks in a row and not waste his time. So, you know, there's a reason you're searching for a mentor or that you think you want or need a mentor. So know what it is you're looking for. Why do you want a mentor? Just ask yourself that powerful little question. Why? And I think to that point and on underneath you have to write it down and that's the great thing about writing things down is that it it forces you to get clarity on what it is that you want and i would say on this you don't have to but i would suggest writing it with the pen and paper there's a power in pen and paper that that helps uh, further establish that in your brain or versus just on a keyboard now it's not absolute to do that but but i recommend you write it down that way and then have it something that that you can go back to and look at and uh you know maybe ponder it for a day or two and go back and see you know where you're at with it it's amazing how those thoughts 
uh, can can really solidify in your brain. And then you then just by planting that in your own mind when you go out and about your travels, you'd be amazed how how you'll you'll find yourself gravitating towards somebody just based on having gained a little bit of clarity and knowing what you want. Right. So Al, when we talk about engaging and knowing what you need, have you had an instant where you've you've had a mentor that maybe you've outgrown or maybe you no longer want to seek their advice from? I have more than once, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so sometimes they've gone from being mentor to friend. Sometimes they've turned out to not be the person I thought they were. Right. Or their availability changes. I've had instances where one instance I could think of where that person became threatened by me, even though we weren't in the same field. Right. Um, just as you go down the road of life, you know, people change. You change. They change. So, yeah. How about you? Yeah, same thing. I've had mentors before that either I've outgrown or I've just no longer, we we no longer on the same path or in the same mindset. Um, So yeah, and it's okay to, you know, just because you get a mentor maybe early in your career doesn't mean you have to stick with that person forever. When it becomes not good for you, it's probably not good for them as well. And you have to know when to tactfully end a relationship. We have a question, Al, um, Shah Ahmad, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, but he says, how do you differentiate between a mentor and a sponsor? That's a great question. Al, you want to take that? The term sponsor, I only know that in this way is somebody, if you're dealing with some type of addiction, you have a sponsor. I don't. Is there another definition of that word? Is that your understanding of it? I know sometimes that you can have a sponsor within your organization. Oh, okay, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, almost like an assigned mentor. Tour. It's someone okay. that is maybe the company. And please, if Shav, if we're not for butchering your question, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's a sponsor of someone. We use this word a lot when, Al, if you remember when we interviewed the two gentlemen that wrote the book Athena Rising about being yes. why men should and can be mentors for women, they use the word sponsor. It's someone oh, okay. that is somewhat responsible within reason for moving you forward forward in your career. And I think that's a very distinct definition, Shaw, where a mentor <laughs> may not have the, what's the word I'm looking for, the um, power, if you will, to sponsor you in moving forward. They may not be in your industry and can open the doors or speak on your behalf. So I think it's a very different role, both very, very important, especially if your company has sponsors or you ask someone the example that Dave and Brad used um, and again if you if no one's read the book Athena Rising it's a great book I'm drawing a blank on the name of their other book but if you look up it there are a few good men I think is the name of the other book but it's all about being a mentor and a sponsor primarily around men sponsoring or mentoring women and they talk about it, it's okay to have a sponsor a sponsor is usually someone that's in your same field and speaks on your behalf for let's say there's a all of a sudden this job opening within your industry and your sponsors at the table where that decision is made, he or she would bring up your name and help you get to those ranks. 
where mentor, like we said earlier, is not necessary in your same industry. So I hope that helps. Yeah, I think there's some question. similarities though, right? I mean, Absolutely. And sponsors are great to have, uh, especially if you're not sitting at the seat where the decisions are being made and you you would like to be at that seat. Those are great, great to have. And a mentor can do the same same thing for you. But again, a lot of times your mentor is not in your same industry. And part of the reason a mentor is very different is that more often than not, in my opinion, in my experience, having a mentor outside of my industry is very helpful because I don't have that underlying fear that somebody's going to think I'm brown nosing or somebody's going to think, you know, I only am talking to this person because I want to move up or I want something out of it because there has to be a ton of trust, which is our fourth of our six tips is trust. You have to not only expect, but just mandate that there is confidentiality because a mentor, if you can talk to just anybody, they're not a mentor. When you're with a mentor, you want to be able to talk about those things that you need help with or guidance with or advice on that you don't necessarily share out in public. Um, And you certainly may not want to share some of what you may deem weaknesses or things you need help with. You may not want to share those within your company. So when you do share those, you expect incredible, incredible confidentiality. And that's a two-way street. You know, trust goes both ways. If you have a mentor you can't trust, it's definitely time to move on. Definitely. Yeah. And I think trust is something that's built over time, right? So uh, I don't suggest the first time you meet with your mentor, you spill your whole everything about you. Absolutely. You got to kind of invest time in that and time you know, trust requires time and time requires trust. So it's like, I think you've got to, you know, look at this as an ongoing relationship that you're going to um, nurture, right? And grow and not just expect to see somebody one time, like you're at the psychiatrist's office and spill your guts and then, <laughs> you know, move on. And honestly, I've had people that I was mentoring do that to me. And it's like, whoa, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'm going to share any of this with anybody, but no. Yeah. And that's why it's important to do that interview, if you will, even so much and in- you know, do your research. You, you meet someone at a networking event. You, you maybe they impress you, and you think, "Oh, I want this person to be my mentor." While I'm not advocating you pick up the phone and do reference checks, I am advocating that you ask other people. Especially in my case, you know, I've moved for my career two or three times. So while someone may impress me, there may be a history there that somebody else knows that I don't know. So I think it's important to do your research before you reach out to someone about being your mentor. Make sure you know, you know, what what you're going into because you can you can definitely get burnt in that way. Especially when when you're in the same field or you're even and more so if you're in the same company right yeah. exactly yeah. exactly someone has to be a speaker rachel hey Teresa and how um so a question that i'd like to ask is um for for people that want to be or looking for a mentor what are some ways do you think that they can also be a good mentee um so it's not just a totally you know taking a relationship Um, And hopefully it's more, it creates a longer relationship because it's a little bit more give and take. Great question. Al, you want to take that one first? Yeah. And I think be a good listener, right? Be, 
be someone that's engaging um, and active listening, not just uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, but you know, ask questions back. You know, be thoughtful in the questions that you ask. You know, think ahead of time of what it is that you want to ask, and and do the things you normally do to get to know somebody. Yeah, one of the things, and it actually leads to our fifth tip, which is open for the O and mentor. Is the first thing you need to ask yourself is it am I open and coachable? Am I really willing to listen when someone may ask me a question that's uncomfortable or give me advice that I disagree with? Am I coachable and being open to hearing? Because your mentor is not necessarily your friend. As we said earlier, they may turn in to be your friend, but this is not that yes person, your mom or dad or your best friend that says, oh, everything you say is a great idea. That's not what a mentor should be. A mentor should be someone that is very honest with you. Tactful, not brutal, but honest. I'm going to share my own, my faults. And I've gotten better with age, but I tend to be pretty defensive when people confront or, or point out things. And like I said, I've worked on it, something I think I've learned within my own family. But, you know, where it's this need to defend or to overreact or not not so much get emotional, but to be defensive. And the feedback I've gotten over the years from more than one person has made me realize that's really not a constructive response. Like my, I fight it to this day, which my first response is defend, you know, my position or what it is that I'm saying when actually if I would let that go and take what somebody's saying and absorb it to your point of being more coachable. I think a lot of people get defensive or, you know what I mean? Or they think the right idea and they dig in. And I have certainly been guilty of that over the years. So that's kind of one I've personally had to work on. Yeah, and it's certainly not saying that you need to give up on your idea, but that you need no. to be open to listening to other viewpoints. That's the whole point of having a mentor, is someone to listen and you know give you feedback, not always advice, but feedback. We've got a question, Al, from Ketlego, and probably really not doing a good job with your name, so I apologize ahead of time. He or she asked, where is a good place to find a mentor? That's a fabulous question. And there are lots of places. Um, We talked about earlier that our experience and recommendations have been to look outside of your workplace for a true mentor. You just don't have the workplace politics when you do that. And hopefully if you're in business, you're going, and I know the word networking is, is overused, but networking is a good thing. You go to whether it's chamber of commerces or associations, you know, if you're an accountant, you, maybe you belong to an association of accountants or association of CPAs, whatever the case may be. There's an association for all of our careers. And that's where you look for finding mentors. And we go back to the E that we talked about earlier is engage. Be prepared for the opportunities, because if you're truly looking for a mentor, you want to be aware when you're out meeting people in these different social settings or business, casual business settings, that you're, it's in the back of your mind as you're conversing with people. But that's the best advice I have is you have to put yourself out there. You're not going to find a mentor sitting in your office, especially nowadays when so many of our offices are in our homes. (laughs) We have to get out there. I know during the pandemic, I did a ton. Well, unfortunately, we're still in the pandemic. But when it first started, there were a lot of virtual networking opportunities. And I belong to several different associations of various types. 
speakers group, those type of things. And when you're open, you can find mentors everywhere you go. You can find a potential because then you got to go through the steps about being methodical, engaging, knowing what you need. And if that person can offer that, the whole open, you know, researching all of those things. But you have to put yourself out there in venues where you meet other like-minded business people. Al, anything? Yeah. On top of that, I would add, you know, if being involved in, in service clubs or in volunteering for different projects where like-minded people come together, uh, like we said earlier, it's not always about finding somebody who's on your exact path or, or career path or, or your company, but going to places where like-minded people, be someone who thinks like you, but maybe it's a little further down the road than you are. Uh, I've, I've always found those to be places. I like. I, I worked for the American with the American Cancer Society and did for a number of years, and I certainly got two or three mentors out of that and that was in my early 30s so it was very impressionable to me and I met just some amazing people that I just learned a lot from from being around them but that was certainly a mentor situation that wasn't somebody I would have become friends with but mentoring so I think when you have like-minded people that you can you know working towards altruistic goal like that could be another place to find mentors. Absolutely. Absolutely. Becky, looks like you've joined us as a speaker. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for hosting this conversation this evening. It's nice to meet you, Al. Thank you for being here tonight. Yeah, I have a quick question for both of you. Say someone in the audience tonight uh, is inspired by both of you or your backgrounds and wants to pursue you as a mentor. How would you like to be approached? Like, what does that process look like? Is it a, you know, connect on LinkedIn initially and then an email follow up? Just curious how if if someone were to approach you today to be their mentor, what does that look like to you guys? Well, Becky, I can tell you for me from the last time we were on Fishbowl, there were three different people that reached out to me uh, through LinkedIn and, you know, related it back to hearing Al and, Al, Al and I on Facebook. And of those three, they were all young women. And of those three, interestingly enough, they were all in the IT field. And I can do a lot of things. IT is not one I'm going to mentor anyone on. And you didn't send them to me? <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you a few things. Fishbowl is about it. But I did connect them to someone in the IT field uh, through email. I made email introductions and I know they connected because they both commented back and they copied me at least through the point where they set up a time to chat. So whether I'm the right mentor between Al and I, we know a lot of different people and through our podcast and our communities that whether it's me or not, we can certainly send you in the right direction to see what it is you're looking for and to help guide you. So yeah, LinkedIn is great. You can direct message me on this platform. I'll jot down your email if that's the case. But yeah, LinkedIn is probably the simplest way to do that. Great question, Becky. What about you, Al? Yeah, I would say the same thing. If I could help, I would. And if I can't, I'll try to figure somebody else who can. Just like you. I think that was a great answer. And you know, we find that like when I asked her to talk with these young women, she responded in, I don't know, just a couple of hours. I would love to. People like to be asked. They exactly. really do. And if they don't have time or they're not a good fit, they'll tell you. But, um, you know, again, go back to the tips and make sure that you're asking the right person and, it, and that it's a good fit. 
so that you're not wasting their time and they're not wasting your time. I've never asked anyone to mentor me through anything that they've said no. People are flattered and they want to offer lessons they've learned. We're all going to make our own mistakes. So if we can learn some to avoid from other people, that's a great thing. Yeah, I'll give you an example. So I've started a company called LPW that coaches people to be business coaches, specifically marketing. And just joining that group, there's a lot of people in the business, a lot of, you know, very successful people. And every time I've had a problem through that process of about a year now, I have two or three mentors that I've never met personally. I mean, I've never met them one-on-one. I've talked to them on the phone or via email or texting or whatever. But uh, to your point, Teresa, is they could not have been nicer and and want to help me more. Sometimes I feel like I got to pick up my game a little just Because the power is in the question, right? Just a side note here. So knowledge is expressed more in questions than in answers because knowing the right question to ask Absolutely. is really shows, uh, you know, how astute you are and where you're at. So somebody, somebody will know more about you by the questions you ask, not the answers that you give. And if I had any, you know, thing to focus on that, like make sure you're prepared when you talk to somebody and you have, not that you have to have knowledge, but questions of all things, but do your homework. There's the show on, uh, there's one of the shows on, it's called The Prophet on uh, CNBC. And I love, I love watching those kind of shows. I want to do this coaching stuff. It shows on national TV once a week, right? Well, he shows up to these people's business and you know he's going to come in and he's going to ask you to show your numbers right if you're a restaurant how much did that food cost if you're whatever business you're in and they never have the answer (laughs) they never anticipate the question they never have taken it's like you watch the guy every week he's coming to your business you think you've learned something you know what i mean (laughs) being prepared for those situations so kelego had another question what makes a mentor commit their time to mentor someone what do they gain? My understanding is that one does not have to pay a mentor. You're absolutely right. You pay a coach. You don't pay a mentor. If you're chatting with someone about being a mentor and they start selling you a coaching pack, and I can say this for myself because I am an executive career coach, but I also have people I mentor and the two are very separate. Now, when someone, and as someone who's had a 30-year career, I'm on my second career, I'm older, I feel an obligation to give back to people. My specialty is young women, although I do coach some men and certainly mentor some, but I feel an obligation to give back because I have had people and still do that help me in my career. And I always say, say career in life because if you're if you have a partner or you if you if you just have a dog, you have to manage all of that. <laughs> you have to manage your personal life and your business life. But a mentor absolutely is not paid. They are somebody that wants to give back. Now, on the same token, you don't want to take advantage of that. If someone becomes needy, that can be a problem uh, because I do have a business to run. But I always save time to mentor um, people that that come to me that I think I have something to offer. And there's a saying, the teacher learns as much, something like that. Teacher learns more than the student. Yeah, that's why people do it. And a mentor is, is like you said, it's more of a a soft uh, relationships in terms of expectations on either end. 
Whereas a coach is a much more defined role where they're going to hold you accountable. Not that a mentor won't hold you accountable. But a coach, basically, you engage with the coach to show you the path to go and hold you accountable as you go down the path. The mentor is a softer role than that. Yep, that's great. And when, you know, you also, and that's a perfect segue into our, our sixth tip, and we'll go back over all of them before we close out, but that's to be realistic. Be realistic with your expectations. Mentors are human. They've made mistakes. They'll continue to make mistakes. And a mentor, most of all, doesn't solve your problems. You have to solve your problems. So when you have someone that's willing to give of their time and knowledge, don't take advantage of that and be very respectful of what they have to offer. But be realistic. You know, they're not going to be someone that will talk to you every day. They're not going to be someone that will spend hours upon hours upon hours with you because they most often than not, they have businesses to run. So you have to be respectful and be realistic and maybe even set some parameters up front. You know, there's there. You know, if I have someone that doesn't want to hire me as a coach, but wants to pick my brain or ask me to help them, I set parameters. I'd be glad to meet with you, you know, once every two weeks for the next few months and let's see where it goes, you know, for an hour or so. And then I expect them to be respectful of my time back. Yeah, yeah that's well said, Teresa. I, I totally agree with that. It's, you know, being realistic and making sure, you know, it works both ways, right? There's got to be something there for them. You don't want to become codependent on somebody. Exactly. And it can happen. It can happen because you do develop a trust, a, a good trust when you get with a good mentor. And so you want to be very careful of that relationship. Yeah. And a mentor can be, I think, the other, the important thing, because it's, hard to quantify sometimes, but in the process of, of developing a relationship with a mentor, it's someone that you can express where you're at, what's going on. No, they're not going to overly judge you, but that you'll find as you go down that road and you gain the trust and they get where you're at just by you letting them be your sounding board and saying things and just, it, it'll be, it's amazing. You'll find it amazing that they don't have to say a whole lot. Uh, just the little direction they give you, a little bit of feedback they give you will sink in on your end. And you will just by just by being able to express that to someone who's not going to judge you, somebody's not going to fire you, somebody's going to. Or yeah. were you looking to see if I can get a raise or, you know, that's not that relationship. So you're in a relationship where you feel you can trust. It's not, it's not a relative. It's not your spouse. It's not, you know, somebody who's expecting something from you other than to, to be your mentor. It's amazing how um, that will feed your, your, you know, positively feed your brain and help you grow in the direction you want to grow. That's kind of my take on it. Is, is yeah. It's not as hard, you know, it's not like you're going to get off, talk to the person and five minutes later, you, you've got it all figured out. That's not the way it works. Right. Absolutely. I mean, not for me anyway, maybe some people. Yeah. I mean, and, and I will just say, and I, I say it a lot, a mentor or a coach either, but a mentor should ask more questions than they give advice. Um, you certainly want their advice. That's part of, you want to know lessons learned if they've been down a road that you're going down and it worked or it didn't work. You do want to hear that. Yeah. If it turns into all I do is tell, tell you their stories and how great they are and how, how you should follow their exact path. And you probably need to find a different mentor. Uh, a good mentor, I was saying, should ask lots of questions. Questions that you go, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Right. You know, And literally, they should leave with lead with. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? What if this happens? What if that happens? That's when you know you've got a good mentor, not just somebody that's saying, well, I would do this if I were you. <laughs> yeah. You know, that can be a red flag if that's most often what they're saying. Definitely. 
No, I totally agree. It's it's um and just that process of seeking someone out, just that process in itself. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. I think that there's a lot of truth in that. You know, you have to be searching. You have to be really when you're out there really looking. It's it's amazing how things will come your way just by the process and certainly following uh, the steps we're laying out tonight can be very helpful and going down that direction. First, first thing is just making a move in that direction, even if it's just in your own mind. Exactly. Got to start somewhere. I know when I was a CEO, I had a bright idea one time that I would assign mentors to my leadership team. And I actually at the time thought it was a great idea. And (laughs) it ended up not being such a great idea. First of all, I don't know who I thought I was that I could figure out who somebody else's mentor needed to be. And what I really ended up doing was more along the lines of the question that was asked earlier. I find it found myself giving rising up leaders sponsors by connecting them with someone higher in the organization. But they not they were not mentors. And um, I learned that the hard way. But so mentorship cannot be forced. It, it just usually, in my experience, does not work. No. And, and the other thing I thought of earlier, I'll say is, and your drinking buddy or your card playing buddy or your golf partner or... Uh, you know, your best friend is not your mentor. Right. You know, those, are, those are important people in your life, but not to be confused with the mentor. You know, right. someone who has a, an emotion, you have an emotional connection to, and you know, whether it's a family member or a friend or a spouse or anything like that, mentor someone you feel comfortable sharing things with and, you know, you're not involved with an in, in, in emotional right. kind of way, or deeply anyway. So I've got a question here. It says, I'm listening to this from Patrick. I'm listening to the mentor chat. I found a mentor a while back and the first couple of meetings worked, but it died out quickly. What do you recommend for topics? That's a a tough question, Patrick. I I would want to know more about what you are looking for in a mentor. And, you know, I said it's okay if it doesn't work out. Um, because it, you might think it's going to be a good fit. <laughs> the best way I can explain it is in the dating world. You may look at someone and think that's going to be the most fabulous date, and you have two dates, and you're like, yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> it could right. be the same way. Um, I realize that's a, a simple analogy, but it, it is nonetheless uh, one that fits here. The topics, I'll go back to what we said with our N is needs, write down why you want a mentor. What is it you're looking for? What do you need? Why do you even, you know, why did it even cross your mind that you wanted a mentor? That's where I would start. And then I think the questions will come to you. Um, But don't hesitate to get out of the relationship if it's not working. Tactfully, don't burn any bridges, of course. But it's okay to get out of the relationship if it's not working. And it, it's actually better because the last thing you want is a mentor, you know, leaving the office or just saying, oh, I got to go meet with this mentee. And, you know, I'm not sure this is worth my time. You, you don't want that on either end of the spectrum. So it's better to get out than it is to try to stay in one that is a, is a struggle. It should not be a struggle. Absolutely. It's just, uh, and don't think because one failed that there's not another one around, you know, around the corner, they're all going to be the same. That's, that's right. Like the old sales thing, just next, right? Who's next? It's, Who's next? Yeah. yeah. Amara, I see you jumped in. 
Um, I had a quick question um, sure. in terms of finding a mentor. So I've, I've been to a few sort of online um, networking events and um, sort of reached out to people on, on like external platforms. I was wondering in terms of that, are there any sort of particular places online or, or physically that you would recommend where you'd be more successful in finding a mentor? Well, no, I would say go to where your interests are. Go to the places mm-hmm. that interest you or where your career path is, and those are the places to be. So I would guess where you're at is probably the places to be, unless you're dating websites. And then I'd say <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, if, in seriousness, if you're, you're probably going to the right places now. If you think, if you're going to where like-minded people are, that's, that's a good place to be. Yeah, and I'll go back earlier. I said, um, and Amari, you may not have been on yet, but associations, whatever your career is, join associations. I know I'm member uh, member of BNI Group, which is Business Networking International. There are BNI chapters all over the world, and I've found that a great place to find like-minded professionals. And none of us are in the same business. Um, also, a member of a speakers a speakers association where uh, I have found some great mentors. I'm actually putting on a conference here soon. And several of the people that I've connected with through that are coming to, to Florida to be part of the conference. So you have to put yourself out there. It's, it's tough online. You're, you're absolutely right. But um, the BNI group, I've been a member of over a year. It's all been online. We've yet to meet in person. Speakers group, we've met twice in a year and a half in person. So we've gotten to know each other, although it's been virtual. And I've found some great mentors there and people that I've been able to help as well. So you've, it, you've just got to put yourself out there and probably more now that we're not doing it um, live anymore. Becky, I see you popped up again. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> wanted to answer uh, Amar's, give him maybe some insight. You know, I'm a little partial because I work at Fishbowl, but Amar, this is a great place to uh, network. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, Becky. Thank you. Yeah, good answer, Becky. I, I mean, I just couldn't help myself. I mean, you know, well, in, you. in in this age of remote work, there it really you really are limited, Amar, and. Um, I think at Fistful, we've really cultivated some great communities of professionals. So I would encourage you to find um, bowls after the conversation here that are related to uh, the work that you're doing and just connect with individuals. A lot of people, I will say this in the app, if you um, respond to a thread or ask a question, uh, people will provide answers. And a lot of times people w- will be open to you DMing them to yeah. either ask for advice or potentially connect um, and network with, out, with one another like off offline. So um, yeah, we've seen so many success stories here at Fishbowl from people landing jobs from people they met in the threads or people finding mentors. So I would just encourage you to, um, to really... Uh, dive deeper into fishbowl because there's some really great content here yeah. and some amazing people to network with. Absolutely. I know when I went in and did my profile and picked up, you know, there's constantly during the day feeds are coming through. There are things that I'm interested in and you go in and you join that. And, you know, I said earlier, this is the third time I've done a fishbowl um, event and every time I connect with people and either I connect with them or I connect them with someone else, it's a great platform 
So, uh, Becky, thank you. The the obvious was right there in front of me. <laughs> sorry sorry yeah. to take take control of the conversation. No, I'm glad no. you did. I just, I just have really seen good. some amazing connections happen yeah. as a, re- a result of Fishbowl. Obviously, Teresa and I are connected because of that. Right, so, exactly. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share that, and I'll jump thank back you. to the audience. Thanks. Yeah. So another question here, how do you keep a mentor-mentee relationship alive? Um, we're, we're running a little short on time, so I'm going to give what may sound like a flippant answer, but it's not. It's just something food for thought. A mentor-mentee relationship should not take a lot of work or anxiety. If you're struggling with how to keep it alive, it may be time to move on, and that's okay. And I would have that honest conversation. You know, I appreciate the time that we've met. And I feel like at this point, I need to move in a different, you know, a different area, whatever, something very respectful. You don't want to burn those bridges, but it shouldn't be a struggle to, for you or your mentor to, to keep that relationship alive, if you will, if you will, that doesn't mean there's going to be times, you know, it may be uncomfortable or you don't want to meet and that's okay. But if it becomes a struggle, it's probably a good sign. It's, it's time to move on. And then we had one more question. What is the best way to create, create a game plan with goals? Eduardo, I would tell you with that question for me, I ended up hiring a coach because I needed someone. I could make my goals and write them down, but to really flush them out and put steps together to hold me accountable, um, that was where I needed more than a mentor. I needed someone that I had skin in the game. I was paying them. I knew I had to do the homework. I knew or I lost my money and I didn't want to do that. So um, that's a little more, in my opinion, detailed when you need help with setting and following through with your goals. A mentor can certainly help, but I think you need a deeper dive for that particular um, uh, question. So, Al, any last words of wisdom? We're at, well, we're just now at 8 o'clock. So, remember, methodical, engage, needs, trust, open, and realistic. You can find both Al and I on LinkedIn. You can certainly find us on the Boss Lady Podcast. And we would love to um, be of help to anyone, anyway. Al? Yeah, no, very much appreciate being on here. I think Fishbowl is great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just very cool. So I appreciate everybody uh, being attentive and being part of this and hope hopefully picked up a tip or two. Absolutely. And thank you all for paying attention and asking questions and, and speaking up. So stay connected to Fishbowl. It is a great platform. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be with all of you. Have a good evening or day wherever you are. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Thanks again for listening to Hardly Working. Join us live next time and talk directly to the speakers and, who knows, end up here. Fishbowl is a social network where professionals of the same industry have anonymous career conversations. You can download Fishbowl on the App Store or Google Play. If you want to host a Fishbowl live event, get in touch at live at fishbowlapp.com. See you soon.